All right, so we are here with the illustrious Mary from TikTok. And I know a lot of you guys know who she is. Uh, she goes by KOTH Talk, right? Yep, that's correct. Yeah, that's right. Tons of people loving your stuff. Like, like you've blown up with <laughs> Hill content. It's incredible. Well, a lot of a lot of other shows too, but yeah. a lot a lot of um, it seems like primarily focused on King of the Hill, and it's just like watching every video. It's just like, whew, my brain can't think like that. <laughs> Got a lot. So, Mary, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, and you know, tell our listeners the woman behind the TikTok. Sure. So. <laughs> Um, I'm a very long time King of the Hill fan. I've been watching literally as long as I can remember. I want to say as long as it's, you know, like the first episode, but I have no proof of that. Um, and <laughs> I, yeah, I've just rewatched it a lot of times. And I, I never would have pinned myself as like, oh, I am a huge King of the Hill fan. I, I just sort of casually had this love of it. And as I got older and as I made this channel, um, I kind of realized like, whoa, that's maybe this is kind of like actually a huge interest of mine. Um, and prior to that, I had been, um, doing a lot of king of the hill memes uh and i run a king of the hill facebook group um and let's see so yeah i just sort of been a big part of the king of the hill community i guess and mm -hmm. then yeah TikTok. i did not expect my i did one king of the hill video it kind of not really blew up but relative to everything else i had made blew up and i just kept making more and people kept liking it and i was like and people were like oh thank you so much for bringing king of the hill to TikTok. like thank you so much I was like i had no idea i was doing a service but <laughs> I know that you're welcome. King of the Hill, yes, and thank you. <laughs> uh, it, it's it's crazy starting this uh, podcast with Amy. Just how many people? It's like just comfortable with the idea that no one's ever going to listen to it. Because <laughs> yeah. what a random, seemingly random thing, but mm -hmm. so many people out there love it. What is it like? You do something that I think might be the one of the scariest things you could do. You run a King of the Hill Facebook group. Yeah. What <laughs> is that like? And have you seen any crazy things happen in there? Because people sometimes seem insane in those groups. Definitely. Like, oh. what the hell is happening here? What the fuck? Uh, so you already know. Sounds like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we left all the ones that we were in and we only go into the one that we run, which we don't run, which I'm just kind of like, you guys do whatever you want. <laughs> I know. it's intense. Some of those groups are intense. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. Um, and so the group I'm in, I wasn't going to say this, but you know, this can be an Easter egg for the listeners. They get a special secret. The group I run is called Spapegi and Meat Posting. Oh, and shit. We actually yes. follow that one. Right on. Yeah. Yes. That's a so big one. Yeah, it's, I love it. And to be clear, I did not create it. What what happened was I was in a Facebook group with, um, so I was in King of the Hill shit posting back when that still existed. I don't know <laughs> if it, it still exists. Um, but there was a lot of sort of controversy going on there with, uh like you know like you were saying kind of i don't know really everything from weird spammy posts to like in arguing and 
people there really did not seem like true king of the hill fans and they would constantly get into arguments over little silly things and it was just an it was just a mess um also tons of sexism racism transphobia like everything like it was yes. just awful yeah. um and specifically sort of the joke was kind of that everyone in that group was like really sexist against oh shit <gasps> oh no oh no oh no is this on our end i don't know if you can still see us you've frozen but oh 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 hey okay you're back i'm so sorry something happened you you went away right when you said really you, sexist towards you got cut off right at they were really sexist especially towards now i can't imagine who you were talking about <laughs> but please let us know who were they sexist towards yes um sorry i apologize it just looks like i'm on the wrong internet network i didn't know if i should keep going or do whatever you need to do um, if you want to make it work. No worries. All right, just give me one we second. We will just live in suspense. Yeah. <laughs> what could it be? I just keep looking at my teeth. <laughs> I'm going to look right. at your teeth from now on. Um, apologies for that. So yeah, I'm as drumroll please, it is Peggy is, is the one who they're oh, often yeah. very sexist against. Okay. So much. And that, you know, absolutely. And that was like a big reason why we left, like I left so many groups. And I remember when I wanted to start the podcast, I was like, I love Peggy. Yeah, she's a menace. Yeah, she is fucking wild. But that's what makes her such a great character. And it was like so appalling to see people be like so vicious towards her. And and I know that it's because she's a woman and she's like a brazen and like outspoken and crazy confident woman. And, and it was not like- young enough or- Right, or hot enough, hot like enough. Nancy, whatever. So- when we started it, we're like, we're going to be a pro Peggy podcast because we know that there's people out there who hate Peggy and we don't want them around. <laughs> but like you were saying, like so many, some of the most like outspoken people based on what they're commenting really don't seem like they know anything about King of the Hill. Mm -hmm. So it's. Frustrating. Yeah. So we started that group sort of as named it's Peggy and Meat posting as like a slight homage to Peggy because it was a pro Peggy group. And yeah, it's been, it does still have some chaos. Um, it, we get some really weird posts. I won't promise you won't find weird stuff in there or like inappropriate <laughs> stuff. Um, but the community is a lot better, especially compared to some of the other groups I've been in. And there is, people are much better about like the sexism and uh, and the just weirdness. I, I, as I said, if you, it's really, if you know, you know, it's just so weird. Yeah, <laughs> really. Truly, yeah, I, you know, um, we feel really lucky, like, like everyone who listens to us and, you know, sticks around with the podcast seems to be, you know, maybe they didn't really like Peggy, but like, they don't come for her super hard and be like, she sucks, I wish she had died in that plane crash. But like, people are just, they seem to be more open-minded in general. And yeah. done a really good job at being like, fuck you, you're not allowed to listen. Yeah. <laughs> those, those people just hate their mothers, but it is like a real testament to you taking on a role like that and managing to keep that at bay. Yeah, because it's a pretty popular group too. I, I know that for sure. And it can be a lot to like just manage what people are posting and saying and trying to keep on top of it. So I respect that. Thank you. And I meant to say earlier, um, I did not, it wasn't my idea to start the group. So I had one admin of that other group who kind of noticed this was happening and sort of got chatting with me and a couple of other um, people who are now admins. We've 
had a few, gained a few, lost a few, but sort of this core group. Um, and we decided to make this other group and it actually has made this nice little community. I kind of like that it's not as big as some of the other ones, but it's still mm -hmm. like a decent size. And in terms of Peggy, I always just think it's weird that she gets so much hate for doing bad things like kidnapping a child. Um, but <laughs> meanwhile, Cotton gets a lot of love or like Buck Strickland even sometimes gets a lot of love, but Cotton, especially people are, they love him in those groups. And it's mm -hmm. like, you, do you not see maybe a slight disconnect here. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, I always bring up the time that Dale tried to drink Hank and Bobby's blood and no one ever mentions that. <laughs> that was pretty bad. Yeah, he's like ready to kill all of them at any moment, just like give me a reason. <laughs> or even even assist in them like hurting themselves in some way. Yeah. No one's ever just like, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, or when uh, Bill tried to poison the hills. Oh, well, yeah, when he was like pack. Munchausen yeah. syndrome, syndroming them. Or the time that Nancy had a child with another man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one brings that one up time. at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so, okay, I, I do want to ask you, you know, what you mentioned briefly, you just kind of wanted to start this TikTok, right? Like, it just kind of came, did it just kind of come to you or did you want to just have another platform to kind of talk about theories or like your character analysis so i'd love to say that i had that i like had this all planned out but actually what happened was i just had downloaded tiktok recently and i was really looking for any excuse to make content so i, I tried a couple different things nothing did very well and then just sort of on a whim i made a king of the hill video and as i said did not blow up but did really did really well and then i made some more and they kept doing well and i was like oh i guess people actually care about this like yeah <laughs> in and i sort of realized oh and i guess and all of a sudden people were talking about me as like the king of the hill girl, like the king of the hill expert. And I was like, am I? And I sort of thought about it and I was like, you know, maybe this is what my life has led up to. Hey. <laughs> it's funny and I accept that. Out. Yeah, sure. Hey, it seems to be doing very well. So congratulations on that. Because personally, I know you said that you thought running a Facebook group was the scariest thing. To me, having a TikTok sounds like the scariest thing. Why? So, because it's just like no holds barred with people who can comment <laughs> and I would just be like I'm scared oh. <laughs> it's um it's sort of the best of they're both scary in different ways mm -hmm. and the worst is when I see one of my videos posted on like a Facebook group and then people just are have no they don't hold back in the comments at all because they don't think mm. I'm ever going to see it and it's like I'm here you hurt my feelings oh. well it's because they hold you in a position of power you know and yeah. so that's Kinda. like yeah yeah, just yeah, and and they're sad. Yeah, which was the video that blew up for you? Like you know, you, I know you say it didn't really truly blow up, but like which was the one that kind of set were it just off? Like you woke up the next day and you're just like, who? So actually, the video was which King of the Hill characters would vote for Trump, but that's hilarious because I would never post a video like that now because like now that I actually have a platform, but I thought like two people were gonna watch it. Yeah, I saw that and I was just like, she's coming out swinging. Uh, right, right. We haven't even she's done that one yet. Not afraid. <laughs> not afraid to talk about no, it. No, not at all. No, I should have been. <laughs> we had, we don't, we still don't understand, like we are consumers of TikTok content, but as far as making stuff, it's just no, no creativity there. Mm. We, like <laughs> our by far biggest post is about um, Worf from next generation star trek yeah so <laughs> not even king of the hill related <laughs> not even not even close <laughs> yeah but i might eventually end up running a wharf talk so that would be pretty cool <laughs> anyway 
Yeah. So, okay. I know your TikTok is mainly king of the hill. Like it seems like that's what the main emphasis is, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'd say I try to keep it about at least 50% or more king of the hill. Right. Because I've seen other things like, um, I know you do Futurama. Family Guy. Uh, Family Guy, maybe some, I think Simpsons as well. Yeah, do definitely. You, do you tend to just keep it truly in like the cartoon, like Cartoon Network, I would call it. Uh, yeah, universe. definitely. Definitely Cartoons is my focus. Um, and my main three shows are King of the Hill absolutely is the biggest and mm -hmm. my specialty, I like to say. And then um, Futurama, Simpsons, and a little bit of SpongeBob. Oh, yes. <laughs> and, a and a little bit of sort of just other ones as they come. Yeah. SpongeBob is an interesting one. How does uh, SpongeBob compare when you're talking about SpongeBob? How does that compare to talking about, you know, The Simpsons or King of the Hill or something? Um, weirdly, it's the comment sections are like very similar. <laughs> Just a lot of people to get, giving their own takes. Um, a lot of people saying that I'm overthinking it. A lot of people uh, getting defensive about just like the tiniest little detail from the episode because it's King of the Hill. You've got, you know, this it's so much more plot heavy, but people can still pick out these tiny details even for SpongeBob. They're like, well, in this in this specific episode, XYZ happened. And so that breaks the continuity of la la la. I mean, yeah. they have fire underwater. <laughs> I've, yeah. seen, I've seen him sit by a fire. Yeah, I mean, but, but uh, is there any, are there any uh, like weird fan theories in SpongeBob world the way there are in King of the Hill? Like uh, Mr. Crab is actually like, SpongeBob's dad, his like <laughs> uncle, like yeah. Um, I think there's one theory. I've, I've got to look more into this, but I think there's one that SpongeBob takes place in like, uh, in like a toxic waste dump or something, or like on the oh. outskirts of it. Okay. Um, uh, there's also one that's like really inappropriate, but I guess I've heard your podcast. I can probably talk about it. <laughs> yeah, um, watch your language. <laughs> Children literally listen to this. <laughs> No, well, my parents might not listen to it now, but whatever. Um, so no, there's one. Sorry, 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 sir. There's, there's one. It's more of almost an internet joke, but the joke that like it's called Bikini Bottom because that's where Mr. Krabs is, and like SpongeBob is like either a tampon or a contraceptive sponge or whatever variation of that. I believe that. And, like, <laughs> I believe that. That's amazing. It makes sense. But I'm on board. I love it. Probably won't make a video about that one, but <laughs> yeah, you don't know who's gonna come out of the woodworks for that one. And it's gonna be like, I've always thought this. I was expecting a theory like, oh, there's some theories where people believe that the universe that they live in is in the same universe as like the Avengers and there's gonna right. be a crossover or something. <laughs> I wasn't expecting like, it's literally a bikini bottom with crabs. <laughs> well, it's so silly that it's kind of harder to do concrete theories about them, which is what I like about King of the Hill because it's um, there's enough plot, but also enough cartooniness that really you oh, can almost yeah. go anywhere with it. Um, but SpongeBob is very cartoony. So the theories tend to be a little, weirder <laughs> i'm sure yeah, i know oh we've we've heard some weird ones yeah for sure and you even address some of them uh that i've seen i know um you know you oh, the one where bobby's dead yeah bobby's were the one where that's a weird one that we've heard about where like bobby is actually dead and that's why he never actually ages in the show while like connie and joseph do um and then of course bill is bobby's father one have you have you touched on that one yet yeah, way, way back. So that was one of the first ones I ever made and I didn't uh -huh. do a very good job and I've been too busy to make it. <laughs> I'm sure that's not true. I'm sure, I know. But what, out of curiosity, what do you think? No, I don't think Bill is Bobby's dad. I think that it's Hank. 
Yeah. I'm, yes. Yeah, so, we agree. <laughs> well, that's what Amy says, but she brings it up every chance we go. <laughs> I know I'm always like, listen, Hank no, is Bobby's dad. But... But I do want to say that if you listen to the, I'm sure um, you've probably heard the commentaries, they get like they, the voice actor for Bill specifically, like he, he kind of implies that that's true. Like he's, yeah, Stephen Root, he'll say things like in the commentaries, like there's one part, he'll say like, oh, you know, I just noticed that it's kind of weird. Bobby kind of, kind of looks like me. That's funny. Like just, just (laughs) out of nowhere. And it's like, what are you implying? Mm, I I wonder if that's where the rumor actually started. Oh Maybe God, people, Stephen Root. Yeah, like actually could people, be. Yeah, people hearing it on the commentary and being like, you know, that's actually pretty good. That that sounds about right. We gotta get him on the show. Oh God, <laughs> I have an in. That's we right. went to the same high school. <laughs> oh, nice. decades apart. Decades <laughs> apart. Yeah. So. Was there like a a theory or a specific um, video that you've done that was like really controversial? Like people were just like, "What the fuck are you talking about? How dare you!" Like, Ooh, like good uh, question. The Bill one is very yeah. controversial. Mm-hmm. People aren't that like. There's a lot of different theories for does Dale know, but no one really seems to be like ready to die over. Right, anyone. right. So was there one that was kind of like where people were like duking it out in the comments? Ah, oh, that's a really good question. Um, you know, I'm I'm absolutely. They're all kind of like that. Is the thing like they all really sort of evolve into that? Um, yeah. Specific examples, definitely. I think the the Bill one did have some of that. It didn't do super well, so it didn't get a tremendous amount of comments. And the one that I this isn't. I know this isn't exactly what you're asking, but one that had a really crazy comment section was I did a video about the sort of Mandela effect slash rumored alternate ending to Pygmalion and. Yes. The comments oh, yeah. were very, very much either, oh my God, this absolutely happened. Like, this is total Mandela effect. I remember this perfectly. And the rest being like, no, this is BS. Like, this is, you're, you're remembering nothing. And, and the people going back and forth in the comments. So that was interesting. I just watched that. Um, that was one of the ones I just watched like a, a couple hours ago. And I mean, I kind of forgot that that was a thing, but 100%. You, before, you I even knew that, before I even knew that was a fan theory, when I thought about that episode, I remember him like hanging mm-hmm. in the background, like maybe like in the distance or maybe mm-hmm. a shadow, but I, that wasn't even something I questioned. I remembered that. And that was from watching it when I was younger. Right. But then when I went, I think when it came up on our show, I was like, what? Of course it, that's a thing. Like, I'm sure I can find it a quick Google search. Nowhere to be found on the internet. Yeah. So I'm probably wrong, but I, that's a crazy Mandela effect. Yeah, if there's so many people are like remembering it that way, it's so interesting how that happens. Because you know, I don't remember that, but I don't think I watched it when it actually aired. I think I watched it. I didn't really start watching King of the Hill until it was on Cartoon Network, and I was a little bit older. And by then, they would have had all the time in the world to erase it. Exactly, which is what must have happened. Yeah, but like, it just seems like there's. You think there'd be something like a blurry photograph of the tv screen or something right. or like an or old a bad VHS fan tape. Or, yeah. yeah or like like somebody one of the writers or animation directors comes out and was like yeah no we totally had that in there but we had to scrap it because it was 
too much. <laughs> this is going to be our X-Files episode yeah. <laughs> where we get to the bottom of this. Yeah, there you go. I know yeah. the truth is out there. The truth is out there. <laughs> a lot of people were tagging uh, Michael Jammin uh, in the comments because he's, as far as I know, the only King of the Hill writer who's on TikTok. And so mm-hmm. poor man, he gets tagged relentlessly in all of my videos. And I can only imagine <laughs> he's so tired of it. <laughs> That's pretty cool. We tag a lot of people in our stuff and we are relentless about it. All right, here's the plan. You get a hold of him. We'll talk to Wes Archer. Yeah, we'll talk to Wes Archer. And uh, we've talked to him twice. Not one like thoughtful question (laughs) was thought of until afterwards, but I would love to talk to him about this. Like what happened to that animation? Right. And I've actually, you know, he actually, so he was uh, animation director for quite a few seasons and he sent us some amazing original like artwork like from the character just studies I don't know if that's the right word but like from 1997 like this is what they look like face on inside da, da, da. and like happy sad you know right and he also sent us a script where it was about Bill it was like Bill gathers moss I think and he like wrote in a post-it note not Bobby's father oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like told you i told so we you have proof. <laughs> and you know what now that i think about it amongst those sketches i feel like i saw maybe a little napkin that had just what looked like somebody hanging from a rope <laughs> or a meat pot. we'll have to go back and look at those <laughs> yeah so okay so definitely that one it makes sense that that's like one of your most controversial or like you know i don't know what word i'm looking for um uh polarizing or just like what is it when like something provoke provocative provocative. yeah that's it because that episode is incredibly polarizing and like people you know we actually did a halloween special on it and we actually got a couple people we got we had one very well well written and important email that we got that kind of pointed out to us like where we went wrong on this and and just what's like wrong with the episode itself and right something that we didn't really process but it was it was so true. Like the relationship between Trip and Luann is horrible. It, it's creepy. It's abuse. Like, it's like full on abuse. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, that made me, cause I was like, I love Pygmalion. It's so weird. And this guy dies at the end. That's crazy. And, and also the representation of like mental illness too. Right. And we you were know, blinded by Michael Keaton. Yes. <laughs> and so to, to hear that, it's like, oh my God, that makes so much sense why this episode is so polarizing and like controversial and it's like can't believe I didn't pick up on that but you know it makes sense that people would be like duking it out in the comments even over just that thing because it just seems like this whole episode has like reason for people to argue about it yeah definitely um I think that's part of why it's actually I believe the only king of the hill video I have that has over a million views um and it's I think part of I think part of what made it so popular was that a lot of people just had kind of forgotten that they were just responding to the episode as a whole. That's, I think, what a lot of the appeal of my channel is, if I may say so, is that like the people often have just sort of, they just want the nostalgia aspect. And actually the same for your podcast too, is like people just really like re-listening, like being reminded of these episodes and kind of revisiting them. And, you know, then the the extra analysis and commentary is, I think, also a benefit for people. But part of it is just like, oh, I forgot there was an episode of King of the Hill where a guy 
thinks he's a pig and gets maimed by a yeah. <laughs> and it's so it's so awful because he gets this moment of clarity right before he's that was I the know. most like, why did they thing the writers have ever done is to truly to choose to give him that like moment of clarity and sanity at the end where he has to feel the enormity of what he's done and then he gets turned into a sausage <laughs> yeah real like they they blew up buckley like he blew up into a million pieces and that was like well whatever but this poor guy i know i definitely was more shocked by that than buckley yeah for sure for sure (laughs) one thing someone in the comments said that the reason they never did any more than two halloween episodes was because after that one they were just like we're not doing this anymore (laughs) that one was kind of fucked up guys it's a lot (laughs) it's a lot to sign up for i mean yeah yeah, I don't know. It's a, I guess it's a lot of like weird territory. The Simpsons kind of like took care of Halloween. Yeah, and Bob's Burgers does it great too. You yeah, know, true. like some some shows are really good at doing those specials, but I I would personally also not want to do it. I'd be like, there's too much pressure on this, and the last one we did really fucked with people's heads. So maybe we maybe we should just be like, we're not gonna do it. Those yeah, and, so, and someone was saying that the reason that King of the Hill because they had two Halloween specials, because there was that one and then Halloween, which also was really good, but like messed up in its own way. Oh, yeah. But but still kind of kind of on that border. And so I think what someone was saying, King of the Hill is too realistic to do Halloween episodes for. It's just like too, because it itself has that slight dark tone to it, you know, depending on the episode. Right. So when you add Halloween in there, it's just like, you, you can't do a realistic Halloween special that's dark. It's right. It's, I mean, yeah, even know, Halloween, um, Junie Harper runs, kills her cat, runs over her own cat, and then they have a hell house, which is, like, terrifying. Right, and <laughs> like, Bobby thinks Hank is a Satanist. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it's, it's what, yeah, it definitely has, like, a little dark side to it, and that does make sense. It is, like, a realistic show, especially, I think, and not to keep going on about Pygmalion, but I think even one of the most fucked up parts of that one of the most fucked up parts of that episode is that Peggy and Luann watch this man get horribly murdered, killed. And then they're just like, well, you know what? I think we're going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. Like you're your it's own kind woman. Of a happy and it's so unrealistic. <laughs> oh wait, I, this is a perfect time to pull out my Peggy impression and my Ooh. Luann impression. Uh, Ooh. you saved yourself by thinking for yourself. You are your own woman. I did, didn't I? Thanks, Aunt Peggy. I, I know that's exactly what she said, but. <laughs> oh, that was good. Yeah, I know. That's a really good Luann. Too. Yeah, definitely. Dang. It's hard to get Brittany Murphy's uh, tone, but you did it. Thank you. I see that was a hidden talent I discovered when I was just randomly like started doing that in my live shows and my videos and people were like, whoa, that's really good. And I was like, how many years have you been practicing that? And it was like a few seconds. <laughs> Never. Since yesterday. Suck on that. <laughs> Naturally good. Natch. A match at it. Yeah. <laughs> I can also do DD if you're curious. Actually, I can do a lot of them. It's it's like not any of the big ones, but DD is oh, a favorite. I love. Let's hear your DD. I had to take three buses to get here. One to get here. One to go back and get GH and one to get here. Yeah. <laughs> we just recorded that episode. That That's episode. like one of my favorite lines. Yeah. One of my favorite Didi quotes is it was just like a second honeymoon, only it wasn't in El Paso. And <laughs> I love we were just talking about how like we got to talk to Ashley Gardner mm-hmm. and like Nancy, of course, is amazing, but we were so pumped to talk about Didi. <laughs> 
and then come to find out that she was just like I really didn't want to do Dee Dee. <laughs> yeah, we no. were like, oh. oh, well, there goes all of those oh, questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was okay. Yeah, she. We're like, we love Dee Dee. She's so great, and she was just like, I hated doing Dee Dee. We're yeah. Like, oh no. Well, back to Nancy. <laughs> So who was the hottest celebrity you met? Oh yeah, <laughs> she met Brad Pitt. Yeah, yeah, she was like, yeah, that guy was pretty hot. We're like, like yeah, cool. definitely. That's, cool. That's very cool. <laughs> it is very cool. It is very cool. But yeah, we love Dee Dee. Who else? Who else have you nailed? Ooh, oh, I need the. Um, can you do Bill? Oh, I could try. I sort of tried earlier. Um, uh, I don't even know where this hot dog came from. <laughs> oh you know we've said i've said it before like steven root like bill's voice is incredible like the sounds just the sounds yeah. he makes is once, so good once you start like looking for it mm-hmm. just like in the background him just like oh <laughs> and you're just like i never like really stopped to listen to those like it's just him being hilarious just making some goofy ass sound. sound and it works it's yeah and his so like good. wailing that he does when he's upset is just perfect yes <laughs> so good. Uh, he is he really nails pathetic that's for sure yeah <laughs> if we um disagree on many things it's whether or not he's a good man or a garbage person <laughs> <laughs> i generally think he's okay i think he's a creep and a predator he I would also say yes to that. So <laughs> what do you think about Bill? What do you have? Uh, that's, you have uh, uh, I think he has a lot of issues. <laughs> yeah, I know. That is a pretty hard line, like either a predator or good guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think There's that's not, no gray area. A lot going on. A lot I think that's on. the beauty of King of the Hill in general is that none of their characters are really like straight up a good or a bad person. I think yeah. they've all really done not something. Even Hank, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. not even Hank. Like all each of them, I really can't think of any of them that hasn't done something questionable. How many times has Hank broke the law? Uh, countless, oh, so many. Countless times. So Somebody many. said like, oh, you should go through and um, you know, do do a special where you talk about all the times that Hank has broke the law. I'm like, I don't have 28 hours to do this we like, have the podcast that's it that's it we can talk about it when we see it's it basically but that he does it all the time you know or his friends or he's just like like an associate in a crime like <laughs> gosh yeah my favorite is when he uh in one episode he doesn't pay for a cab and it's like this throwaway moment and then oh, he's really? just like thanks for the ride i don't usually hitchhack and they're like hey oh that's right <laughs> Yeah, right. God, only in Arlen would they not like jump out of their car and be like, pay me. Yeah, right. <laughs> he would send them a check or like a cashier's check. Or yeah, something. De- definitely a check. <laughs> po- like dated for the future. Right. You can, you can cash this on Friday. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. So I like talking about like Hank's morality, uh, have you have you done a I went through a lot of your videos. <laughs> you got a lot on King of the Hill. <laughs> so I can only get through so many. <laughs> we we will hope to talk to you again sometime because yes. there are so many for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I I pers- I love Hank. And I remember when we first started the podcast, you know, season one Hank is so annoying, honestly. Like he's he's a little too much. He's super like he's probably the most like truly 
good he'll ever be. Right. And as the season goes on, he just gets, you know, better and better and funnier and just more chill, even though he still has like that really strong moral compass. So I guess, you know, what was I going to say? Something about Hank's morality. (laughs) Have you ever read fan fiction about him? Oh yeah. And does it, uh, (laughs) well, just answer the first question. Um, no. <laughs> However, that one scene from Incredible Hank, when they do like the close up on his booty, like <laughs> we just watched that. We did. Oh, we just I got watched sweaty. it. I know it. And that's the thing. We started reading a lot of like um, King of the Hill fan fan, fan fan fiction, and it was very hot. And we we're just like, well, now we really like Hank. <laughs> we were fortunate enough to find some really well-written fiction yeah. and it is compelling to tell you that. <laughs> I'm really uh, curious now. <laughs> yeah, we'll send you the link. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's good stuff. But I think that is that what you were going to ask? No, you know what? You know why I was thinking about that is because I was thinking about your your video on Boomhauer. So you mentioned that like Boomhauer like really seems to be like the most stand up of the guys like he he wanted to tell he was just like no the the, whoop, the whooping crane is in the uh what you call it? it's dead it's in there and and he also didn't want to blame the firehouse being burned down on chet elderson elderson yeah. i think and you know he has so much wisdom and depth to him and it's funny because hank is always considered like mr right mr moral but it seems like maybe even boomhauer has slightly more morality or slightly more you know He's insightful and, yeah. and thoughtful and and seems like very he like reflects often. I yeah. know he's uh he does like if I had to pick which one was like a scholar, like a secret scholar, I'd probably go with I mean I'd definitely go with Boomhauer. Yeah, for sure. Uh although your video on Pocket Sand was very interesting. Yeah. About <laughs> Dale. But yeah, yeah. Um yeah, yeah he contains multitudes. He really, just really does. True. And you don't really because we we did a mini-sode on Boom Hour. Of course, it was like an hour long. We call them mini-sodes. They just last forever. But we talked a lot about like, you know, the same things that you mentioned. Like, he's a really great artist. You find out these things about him in just little bits and pieces. He's an amazing artist. He's a good musician. He can sing like no one no one else. And he's, you know, he, he also just, the, the couple of episodes that, the two episodes that feature around him shows that he has like way more emotional depth than you would ever think and it's almost ironic because you can't necessarily understand him most of the time but he says like in a lot of ways he says so much more than anyone else mm-hmm. yeah i think that anyway, um i i think that boomhauer is interesting because he's not you know as you said yeah hank is definitely the one who you think of as the moral one but i think it's more um, that Boomhauer is kind of, he's like the real morality of the group because he's actually the secret one who keeps Hank in check. And because Hank is going through these moral dilemmas, you know, he's a moral person, but most of the episodes are about Hank going through some kind of like moral or I don't know, like some kind of dilemma with understanding how the world works and how his morality relates to that. Um, but, uh, I don't remember which episode it is, but there's one where they literally, I think it's Hank says Boomhauer is a saint. Yeah. So if Boomhauer yeah. is a saint by Hank's standards, then what does that tell you? Mm-hmm. So true. That's a very he good really point. is like his, Hank gets all the credit for being the goody goody, but like 
Boomhauer totally is his moral compass, his right. North Star. Right. And we've, we've said it before, like, personally, we, we think like Boomhauer is Hank's best friend. Like it's, you know, it's not Dale, it's not Bill, even though they desperately want to be Hank's number one. Yeah. It seems to be Boomhauer and even maybe Peggy, because to me, like he, Boomhauer and Peggy knew each other before Peggy even knew Hank. That's mentioned yeah. briefly. And his middle and Bobby's middle name is Jeffrey. And that's uh, Boomhauer's first name. So I wonder, you know, people, you know, you always see like, oh, Hank, you're my best friend. And it, it's never said, but it's very much implied that like Boomhauer is Hank's number one. And even when um, in Patch Boomhauer, when he assumes that he actually, he's like, oh, Boomhauer, how could you possibly call all these, you know, sex workers here? How dare you? Um, and he like has to go talk to him and he's just like, did you actually do this? And he just says, no. And he immediately believes him. He's like, yeah. all right, that guy would never lie to me. Whereas if it was Dale, I'd be like, you're probably lying. Yeah. I don't know why I asked <laughs> yeah. him anything. Right. Or Bill. So yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's a good point that Boomhauer is the moral compass of the group, even though he kind of goes along with all the crazy shit that, <laughs> that Dale and, and Bill do. He's always right there with them. Yeah. <laughs> that just the friend group itself is such an interesting way like they like made those personalities where there's like two that are married but they're like kind of total opposites mm -hmm. and then there are two that'll that are single but like one is just a confirmed ladies man bachelor and the other one is just desperately alone even though they don't <laughs> want to be alone and yeah <laughs> it's I love like their dynamics but mm-hmm I agree okay Who's your favorite King of the Hill character? Oh, I get asked this like every day. Um, yeah, so you answer. <laughs> um, I usually say Min is my favorite. Ooh, good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's like she's great. So self-actualized self was a room. Uh, I did not come up with that word. I saw that in like a chat room or something mm -hmm. at some point. Um, but yeah, she's self-actualized and she like has a really good sense of who she is. And she, I like her secret talent. I love the Skeet episode where she has that relationship yes. with the gun club. And I just feel like she is the most consistently awesome character like she's the only one who i would say like i i don't know if i can think of a lot of bad things she's done that were actually bad and not just like petty yeah yeah definitely like yeah she, yeah she can definitely be petty but she's also just hilarious and awesome like we we it seems like there's nothing um like uh two-faced about her uh, oh no not at all is what you get and she's yeah unapologetic about it yeah i guess maybe the only time she was kind of two-faced was the the skeet shooting one where she was trying to get into nine rivers so she was so she joined the the gun club so she could practice i guess skeet shoot i can't remember exactly the plot line but yeah but then at the end of it she's just like no these are my friends and you know she really likes them she comes to really care for that group of of guys and she, you know, even uses all of their guest passes to be like, don't arrest these guys. They're, they're just here to support me. They didn't come to terrorize the club, which is what they definitely did. <laughs> come yeah, to do. Like, it's definitely not like a good thing, but compared to some of the other things, as we mentioned earlier, that the other characters have done, it's really not that bad. <laughs> yeah. Is there like a fan theory that you don't want to touch? Um, uh, I'm trying to think. I feel like there must be. Mm, I don't know. No, I'd say the closest is I'm not excited to make another video talking about Bill just because there's so much, <laughs> like, true everything with that. <laughs> like, I feel like I could make, like, a three-hour video talking about yeah. that. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's so much to that guy. He contains multitudes. He contains multitudes and each one is not very good. <laughs> each one is a new horror that he has to like live with. Oh, I hate him. I know, no, I know. No, I know he has a lot, a lot of baggage, a lot going on. He's yeah. a complicated character. He definitely is. For sure. Yeah. And I think, um, oh, go ahead. Oh, there is one other that I've sort of avoided talking about, which is the idea that uh, Hank has autism. And yeah. the only reason I haven't talked, I, I just haven't talked about that because I don't want to like seem offensive or anything. I think it's interesting, but I don't, I don't exactly know how I'm going to approach it. Yeah, no. I feel like that would not, be a disaster in the comments. Well, also, no. Like, I, yeah, we, we, some people have mentioned that to us and no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to diagnose a cartoon character. And same with the one where um, they say Peggy develops narcissistic personality disorder. Um, I'm not interested in doing that one either. Like, no, just that's not in our ballpark and we're not going to make any kind of assumptions based on the limited knowledge that we have on either of those two con uh, conditions. Yeah. 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 So even then, just not I, quite yeah. sure what to say. I feel like when people make those comments, they're like speaking more about maybe how much they don't know about autism than right. like really thinking about Hank or right. how much they really understand how like a brain injury works versus... Mm -hmm. uh, you know, yeah. Just, just trying to diagnose Peggy with something they feel is negative yeah. to prove that she's terrible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, those those would be the ones that we wouldn't. Definitely not the one about Hank. Um, but we've done some other ones though, and those are fun. Like even yours. You you mentioned the Dale one where um, he knows like deep 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 down. He knows that Joseph is not his son and Nancy was cheating on him for 14 years. Yeah. Something like that. We also definitely agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I definitely think deep, deep down he knows. I feel like there's just too much evidence. Yeah. Otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, I've said before, I wonder if he would be as paranoid if he wasn't trying to redirect that attention off of something he maybe like knows and is trying to avoid yeah you know yeah oh I yeah always that was a good point huh I've always thought that was a good point thank you <laughs> you know I think his he's sort of looking for any explanation to make the world make sense and part of it is just that he makes crazy theory you could say like he makes crazy theories for everything like you know everything has to have some kind of outlandish explanation but also I think it just needs to kind of direct his energy somewhere else. Yeah, that mm -hmm. takes focus off of what might be happening in his home. Like right under his nose. Even though yeah. he has cameras everywhere. Cameras There's everywhere. There's no reason he shouldn't know. know. <laughs> yeah, that, that logically just, that's the other thing is that I almost want to believe the theory that he, not that he's deep down aware of it, but that he's totally completely 100% aware of it, which is a separate version of that. Um, right. Just because of the surveillance equipment because there's even there's even a scene where Nancy spies uh -oh. on him with the exterminator with that same surveillance equipment. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I don't know what just happened here. Are you there? Yeah, I'm there. Okay. okay. I'm so sorry. I don't know what just happened to my computer, but it like almost kind of shut down for a second. So sorry. I didn't touch anything. I swear. No, no. I, I know it wasn't you. But I, I think it I think it was probably just a screen thing. Okay. But, uh, please say what you just said. Yeah. Um, I was saying that uh, I almost want to believe the theory that Dale does just 
you know, straight up know the truth, not deep down, but like is completely conscious of it simply because of his surveillance equipment. Because we literally see Nancy in one episode watch Dale with the female exterminator, like, you know, them being friendly with each other. So if she can watch them, then why would Dale not be able to watch her? And why wouldn't he? I guess, you know, just because he trusts her so much, but. Right, I feel like, like one rule would be like, because they have separate bedrooms. A rule would be like, you absolutely cannot have any kind of surveillance in my bedroom, Dale. And I feel like he'd be like, all right, sure. Like, I, I trust you, you know, no problem. I won't yeah. do it. Or like, you it just know? doesn't even cross his mind. Right. Like, I that's bet, a thing like, to do. I bet he would, she wouldn't even have to say anything. He would be like, he would tell himself, oh, I respect her too much to do that. But really it's like, I don't want to see what might right. seem. Right, exactly. I don't want to, I don't want my suspicions confirmed. But I like I like that idea. They're my favorite thruple. Mm-hmm. I love episodes that feature the three of them, or even just Dale and John Redcorn being friends and doing things together. Um, I loved those episodes so much, and so I just love the idea of them as a thruple, like a consenting, yeah, yeah me too, happy thruple. I know, all yeah. raising Joseph. I wish that was what was happening. I wish. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> I love that theory, but like, sadly, it just doesn't. I mean, you can almost kind of twist it, but there are some scenes that it just wouldn't make any sense whatsoever. No. (laughs) Yeah, but I do love them as a throuple and I wish we could have that, but maybe somebody will write a a fan fiction about it and we can get it. Oh, there there. must be already. There must be. We've looked. We can't find them. (laughs) We can't find any or they're just way too explicit and the story suffers because of the... (laughs) So... All right, I've got two more questions for you. And okay. I have one question for you, unless it's the same question. <laughs> it might be. Okay. Um, okay, so I'm sure you get this question all the time too. Your favorite and least favorite episodes? Favorite episode is Texas City Twister. Yes. Nice. Uh, Very good. I have to oh, keep classic. that cactus over his genitalia. <laughs> Yeah, no, and I love that one. So I love the ending most, um, where he goes like, "You're my best girl," and like gives that speech to yes. Peggy. Yes, oh, so uh, and she's so- like, "All right, just say a couple more things. I'll let you into the <laughs> just, You're gonna maybe die, so just go ahead, keep telling me. Just don't no. like put any barriers." <laughs> so many good moments or like when bobby throws the egg and it like yeah. splats back in his face yes, and that build up to that it's so amazing and it's uh, should have gone perfect. right through his brain i know <laughs> should have killed him um so least favorite that's kind of a hard choice um i have like i don't love enriconcilable differences Ugh. i feel like it just goes on and on and on yeah. and never ends um let's see i don't love hank's bully i know that's sort yeah. of an obvious one um Another one that I'm not in love with is the, I think it's You Gotta Believe in Moderation is what it's called, uh, with the Ace of His Diamonds. I just found that one like a little, I don't know, something about, it just felt like it was lacking. Okay, it took me a second to get that one. It's the one where they're playing baseball and then they have that guy who does like trick baseball ones. Yeah, he's like the Harlem. And they're like, we're gonna try and beat him. Like, they're just not even having fun like they're supposed to. That one's incredibly annoying. That one does really annoy me because I'm just like, what the hell are you guys thinking? Come on. I I feel like, I know. It felt like it really, it like had the, the beginnings of a really emotional story Mm -hmm. or like a, like a really heartfelt story when they're like, we can do it. We can do it. And they have this montage of them like training and all that. And then it's just like, 
no you you just totally fucked up like <laughs> <laughs> yeah you cost a lot of money to charity uh so congrats <laughs> yay oh god <laughs> what was your last question or what did i get did i do them both no okay <laughs> all right now this is something we ask everyone but if you could eat any celebrity who would it be um what we asked this we asked Wes Archer he said Halle Berry yes <laughs> um okay I think I'm gonna go with oh dang I can picture her perfectly in my head um and I can't remember her name no <laughs> that's all right oh well i also while you're thinking of that i did have one question i forgot have you ever been to a lubies no i have not i don't live near one no, no. i'll say there i think they're now before we can even get to go one go to one i think they're defunct now we should uh make the luann platter sometimes yeah ourselves. yeah we should that'd be a good idea um yeah so the celebrity i would eat would be scarlett johansson oh very okay. good <laughs> now is there a reason is it just because she looks more delicious than other people or is it um, because of her status it's because she has like those really soft cheeks and like mm -hmm. just looks very soft and delicious like a marshmallow mm -hmm. yeah so there's like no definition in that body but you can tell she's strong yeah but it's just soft that's a great supple answer. supple tender yeah, exactly. tender <laughs> easy to bite into absolutely Great answer. great answer great answer oh thank you I, if i it like i feel like uh that's a great answer like my least desirable celebrity would be like robert wagner <laughs> like that's the opposite of scarlett johansson <laughs> tough and chewy Just, yeah a little like mickey rourke oh oh that one would be hard to that's get through it. <laughs> it out. the opposite of scarlett johansson you Just, got figured it out it'd be like eating a leather handbag oh uh, yeah like. he's definitely chewy like you know oh, <laughs> oh yeah it's well preserved just tastes like somebody put a cigar out in tzatziki <laughs> mary wow. thank you so much for joining us this was awesome thank you really appreciate you coming on and chatting with us and everything like that and once again tell us where tell everybody where they can find you so you can find me on TikTok under K-O-T-H-T-O-K, Koth Talk. And Koth that's Koth actually, Koth. yes, and that's actually the only place you can find me. Um, <laughs> Good luck. Thank you. <laughs> or uh, Spapagi and Meat Posts. Posts. Yes. <laughs> Meat Posts, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cool. Well, thank you again. Thank you again. And, and we'd love to, there's so much we, of course, didn't get to talk about that you've talked about. So we'd love to talk to you again we hope to talk to you again sometime but thank you for making time for us yeah, thank you and if you ever want to have me back i would love to be back on the show wonderful thank so yay <laughs> great thank you have a great night okay you too that was a lot of fun thank you yeah thank bye. you bye <laughs>